0: How are you getting on, you whale? Oh, my talking cat is here. Show them what you
1: learned,
0: Uh, Tiddles. I I taught my cat how to sing um, the Cheeky Girls song. Show us. I love you. A little bit more low key this one. Hey, you can call this one bloody what am I, Thor's brother? That's a bit more low key. This one's uh, like bloody <laughs> Yeah, this this part the, the vibe I'm going for this podcast is kind of like, uh, I don't know, Asgard got a mischief. Yeah, Loki, you can't you fucking read. <laughs> Can you fucking read <laughs> the transcript of these podcasts? Look, I um I can't do another take of this, right? Normally what I do, you know what I do. Even when I say we're going fucking raw today, I don't do that. I don't get to do that. I have to edit and then I stop and I delete and then I try what can how can I be the best front facing Tony Cantwell. Do you know what I mean? How do I How do I move up them? I need to be I need to be moving up them pop, pop podcast and ch- pa. Okay, here we go. Boom. Ka boom pa boom ka boom boom, ka, boom pa boom pa boom, pa, boom pa, Hey, you talking cat now shake that ass like ta 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 tat ta rat tat Cats want to eat rats and mice. They're nice. They eat ice cream meow. Uh, I'm not editing this I can't I can't um, You can call me Bloody Bilbo Staring out uh, In the shire Because I've got Little small windows uh, In which to do This podcast Why too many fucking Too many zingers For you man Hey Is this KFC Is this the KFC Surplus store Because there's too many zingers I'm on fire I'm on fire I'm not. I cannot edit this. I'm telling you, I can't edit this. You only get one shot. You can call me bloody uh, peanut snacks at a party because I'm bloody M M&M and M, and I only got one shot. <laughs> it's very warm, though. It is very warm. Um, but that's what life is. It's warm, but also you only get you only get one shot. I can't be there in um, in conversation dropping clangers. IRL clangers, and then being like, "Oh, sorry. Can I say that? Can I say that thing to you again?" You know, I can't say that. Oh, sorry. Space bar, backspace, delete, uh, record. What? Uh, it works at home. You know, can't be like that. Or you know, is uh, life isn't like Skyrim, right? You don't just rock into the fucking Jarlsgarf, gaff, save game real quick, and then go foo ro dragon breath, just fucking knocking over a table. Killing, ev- Killing everyone, right? Killing, murking people, murking people. For, for, just knocking them out of a window, right? You can't, and then you go, load game. How are you, Jarl? I understand there's a bandit there who needs your help. I need your help to kill the bandit. You, you know, you toe the line, but you know deep down that you've lived another life where you've killed them, right? That's not real life. And that isn't the podcast game, okay? When I eventually evolve this podcast into a live video uh, stream that hopefully people can watch and enjoy. And it's almost like the Tony Cantwell shit show. It's the show when it finally becomes the show. If it does, you know what I mean? I say that now and then literally like in a week, I'm like, nah, do you know what? It actually belongs. Do you know what? I actually kind of tried it, but didn't really. And it was harder than the thing I'm doing. So I think it's best places as it was on the podcast. So you never know. Have you ever... Ever felt like this, but I am the Aston Villa of my gaff in that I've been relegated to the bedroom. I used to be the big swinging dick in this gaff. I used to have my own office. Look, no, I'm for it in case Terry listens to this. Terry very generously, we had a spare room and she was like, oh, you should make that your office. You know, for as long as it's feasible for it to be your office. You know, you know, we're very lucky. We have a two bed, you know. Speaking of which, and you'll be getting, you'll be getting, uh, you'll be getting a scandal. Who's this guy? Scandal. Should have had me on Hardy books. Um, speaking of which, I was uh, I watched a, a Stallone, two Stallone flicks back to back, and I want I'm going to talk about them later on. But one thing I will take away from is uh, I watched Rocky for the very first time, um, and I just kept saying to Terry, his life is not that bad. Like you know, he like his gaff is nicer than our gaffe You know, and he ha- at least he fucking has it on his own. Do you know what I mean? Like all these kind of slums. You see like people living in Philly or New York and slums in the seventies. And then you're going bloody daft. And you fucking ah oh, bloody who am I angry at? Owen, what's his name? Ah, oh, I'm shaking my fist, you can't see. Uh the young fella, what's his name? Hang on, I'm not editing this. What's his name? The fucking minister for housing. Owen Murphy. Here we are. Murphy, I was gonna—I about to say Dunphy, right? Because I've been so—I've been so fucking—I uh, was so fucking angry. At the other fella, Harris, right? More like fucking Richard Harris, fucking Hannibal dead behind the eyes. <laughs> yeah, well, you have to just. But yeah, keep in mind, there's been 18 other with COVID- <laughs> <laughs> Who you got in them, Who you got under them floorboards, Harris? Hannibal. Oh whatever, (laughs) we're not editing this. This is the caliber. This is the caliber. Uh, when I don't police my words. Um, I tried to do a podcast this morning. Look, I've been relegated, right? So I'm getting that. I tried to do a podcast this morning. Um, what I like to do. Look, we got a good baby, right? I'm not talking about the baby. We got a good baby. Okay, he's a good boy, right? Um, he 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 really only choir acquires. he really only uh, cries uh for food when he's hungry right literally he left shit crawling up his sh- he could have shit coming out of his fucking clavicles because he shit up his back so much and you wouldn't hear a peep out of him right um uh you know and he doesn't he doesn't seem bored you know so he only cries, you know. So we got a good boy, you know. He wakes up at, at one, at four, and at seven, right? And at seven, I normally take him for a couple hours, keep him distracted. I obviously cannot lactate, so I can only keep him distracted for so long, usually about two hours. And then I got to wake Terry up and be like, Hey, hey, give me the milk. Come in with the milk. Come in with the milk. Come in with the milk. I'm like fucking Howard Hughes with shoeboxes on my feet, right? Piss glasses everywhere. That whole house is falling apart. And I'm like, Terry, come in with the milk. Come in with the milk. He puts the milk in his right hand And pours it into a glass Into his left hand Have you seen the aviator? My ma got the aviator from extravision um, And she turned it off 20 minutes in Because she was like The colour's all fucking wrong The colour's all wrong Ma'am Do you not know Scorsese was going for a kind of sepia thing? Oh my god Anyway So, um, um, so he's a good boy Um He's a very good boy. I feel like I'm doing fucking stand up because I am standing right now. You don't know this about me, but I'm standing right now. But if I'm doing stand up, and I'm dying on my hoop. <laughs> this is funny. This is great, right? This is really good. Um, thank you, Jason Mamoa There. Uh, yeah. Um. Anyway, again again. The boy's good, right? So I was trying to mind him this morning. And I thought, right, between seven and nine, if I just put him in his little bouncer, right? He's got a little baby Bjorn. His uh, his granny, um, my mother, got him a little baby Bjorn that he can bounce in, right? Um, did you get that baby Bjorn on Jojo Maman Bebe? Did you get the Jojo Maman Bebe bouncer? Okay, cool, right, bye. Bye-bye, bye-bye, bye tell you what parents keep fucking asking. What pram, what pram did you get? And i tell you what the only answer they want to hear. Or no, the only... Bugaboo right And I know you might Look You're not a parent Whatever Fuck deal with me Talking about it For a couple of minutes Gary It's fine This is part of your life now People have to accept that Um, Parents who have gotten The bugaboo Will always ask What pram did you get Because they want to talk About the bugaboo Right What pram did you get And literally all they hear In their ears is Can't hear you speaking And they're like Cause I got the bugaboo Oh did you yeah, we were kind of thinking we either get the upper baby or the I can be. We went with the bugaboo. Just we want to protect our child, you know. We just don't want him to die. So we kind of went with the upper baby. What did you get? Well, we didn't want our child to die. So we got that. What did you get? You know, we went to mother care um, to get a car seat. Right. And no word of a lie. Right. It was like five car seats. Right. And I said, right, which one? Right, which one? Uh, can you tell us a bit about these? And then she said, look this is the one you you need to get. The one on the far right, right? It wasn't like a fucking, didn't have swastikas on it, but you know, it was on the, you know, it was on the far, farthest right of the shelf, right? Oh, you want to get this one? And I was like, and I was like, yeah, that's the fucking most expensive. Why is that? And she said, oh, well, the other ones uh, don't protect the baby's head. I'm like, what? It's like, yeah, yeah. And to be honest, the one on the far left there is basically styrofoam. I'm like, for fuck's sake. And that's where the industry is. The industry is in the most expensive thing equals the safest for baby. For the JoJo Maman Baby. JoJo Maman Baby is a brand, by the way. For me, uh, you know, cool, hip, you know, uh, cool, hip parent. So he was in his baby Bjorn bouncer. Um, and, you know, I was typing my notes up and I kind of was giving him like the foot action, you know, like kind of bouncing him with my foot, you know. And, you know, then I was doing it for a couple of minutes And then I actually looked at how hard he was going And I, I tell you, I almost fucking Louise Woodwarded the poor guy uh, He was, oh, he was bouncing Little Bronco, was not that right, fella? Your little Bronco, wasn't it? You had fun, didn't you? Playing little Bronco with your daddy Oh, he's got little, he's, oh, look at his little crossy eyes He's so funny, doing a little game for daddy <laughs> Do your little cross-eye game Alright, now do him back Okay, well, you can keep him like that then they look a little silly fella um, so yeah you gotta watch them all the time even when you got your foot on them right you think oh I got my foot on them what could possibly happen uh, you know could be shaking them you know but um, he's good for the kisses he doesn't want them though he almost kisses me back because he thinks I think he thinks my head is a big tit because I go in and give him a little kiss on the cheek and he moves ah, like he's, he thinks he's gonna you know grab a nipple you know what a disappointment could you imagine that you know you're getting down getting stuck in you know, the cleavage, you know, and then the brow reveal, and it's just my little, my face on two tits. How are you getting on, fella? <laughs> How are you getting on, fella? You got your little kisses for daddy? <laughs> uh, this is not the tip I was expecting. Um, But um, I keep saying, uh, I keep, I don't know what this is. I don't know what accent this is. I think it's, I think it's somewhere in between a kind of uh, South African and New Zealand, but I'm like, all right, I'm the kissy man, bro. You're in the fucking wrong neck of the woods, bro. You gotta pay the toll, bro, if you wanna come through this this part of part of town, mate. I'm the kissy man, bro. Oh, you little cutie boy, huh? Well, guess what? I'm the little kissy man, bro. Oh, fresh fish we got here today, boys. Little kissy boy. You know, which you know, if you think about what that is, it's problematic, but I don't care. Not because of the accents. I'm not going to it. I'm not getting into it. I'm not getting into it. And you just, because I keep on talking to him, but he's not giving me anything back, you know? So, like, I just talk, you know, you just keep talking. And, like, I've, I've realised, you know, you kind of adopt the kind of dad, you know, dads, dads just have to say something and they just don't know what to say. It's literally, like, it's literally, like, the worst solo improv you've ever seen, you know? Um, So I'm there and I'm, like, I'm just quoting films to him. Like, I'm kissing and I'm, like, what are you going to do about it, huh? Like Al Pacino in Glen Gary Ross. What are you going to do about it, asshole? Because he's, like, I'm kissing him and he's, like, eh. I'm like, what are you going to do about it, asshole? Terry's like, stop calling him an asshole. I'm like, I'm doing Glen Gary Glen Ross. You stupid fucking cunt. You fairy. You child. You company man. Yeah, well, you want to watch it. Coffee's for closers. Breast milk is for closers. Second prize is you're fired. Did you ever see it? Great flick. Look, we're going to talk about a lot of good flicks. And... I'll have you know that I'm topless, topless. <laughs> You don't need to know that part. Uh, I want to tell you about a cool new shirt I got That is a, a, an integral part of a new edition Well, no, yeah, Whatever, and yeah It's part of Tony's Name Drop Corner So all of that and more and Tony Cantwell's shit. Give it up for Rylan Give it up for the cheeky girls oh, That's not even the voice No, Rylan I can't do the voice Anyway, Tony Cantwell's shit show Here we go Stuff there. Thank you very much, Mark, from Codaline. This isn't even Tony's Name Drop Corner, but thank you very much for the remix. I do appreciate you doing that. A lot of people like it. I like it too. I like it too. And I like it and I fancy it. Uh, they have a new album out, Codaline. Uh, One day at a time. Uh, and it's out now. You can check that out. I uh, highly recommend it. They're a great bunch of lads. Um, let, me give you the, let me give you the fucking juicy Tony name drop corner. Right. This is like this is the best of Irish. Right, all in one glorious name drop. If you cannot stomach that, if that is too fucking sickly sweet and fucking vacuous, then you can skip ahead about three minutes, four, five minutes. Right? I'm trying to support local bands, and I'm t- let me fucking tell you this right now. Right? Let me tell you this. My dad used to say... Well, no, he said it once, right? He's not one for repeating himself, right? But he said once. He said, we were driving through the countryside, and he said, I tell you, this would be a great place to live for an apocalypse. Because we're an island. We have everything here. We have the resources. We've got fresh water, you know? He didn't say this, but I... I and uh, well, we have the, the high towers, in case Vikings come. He just kind of stayed quiet. I was like, all right. But let me tell you this. If there's a fucking cultural apocalypse, Ireland's where I want to be, Right? For the comedians that we have, of course, you know all love them. For um, the the actors and writers and thespians that we have, we have, you know, we have them severely underfunded and fucking need need help and patronage when this COVID thing picks up. But let me tell you about the fucking music, right? Like, if this was if this was Kirsty Alley Desert Island Disc, right? Well, let's talk about fucking Maritime Climate Island Discs, right? You never need to leave this place. We have fucking Junior Brother. We have fucking the Scratch. We have the Mary Wallopers, we have Lancome, right? And obviously all the rap artists, all the rap artists, right? You know, obviously my my pal Nilo, he's a good pal of mine. And many more phenomenal artists that we have right here. You don't need to fucking move, right? So I like to support the artists because obviously they're not gigging at the moment. And obviously I want to wear the gigs. And if you want to be seen, this is the thing. If you want to be seen, like if you want to be part of the scene, you want to be seen, bro? This you know, I know me, mean, I'm a former emo. I wanted to be seen. And the first rule I learned is that when you go to a gig, you wear you don't wear the shirt of the band that you're there to see, right? You don't rock up at, you know, a My Chemical Romance shirt in my chemical romance shirt. You rock up at a My Chemical Romance shirt with an AFI shirt, right? Maybe the Ataris to show your old school, right? So similarly, if you're rocking up at an Irish fucking neo folk gig, right? Um, They wouldn't fucking like the term neo folk or trad, right? Neo trad. They they wouldn't even like that, right? I'm not. Get off my fucking back, Gary. I'm trying to be nice. You got to wear a shirt or the other band, right? So if I'm going to a junior brother gig, I wear Mary Walloper's t shirt. If I'm going to, you know, to scratch, I'm wearing a Lancome and vice versa, right? So I ordered shirts for all the bands, right? Didn't order a junior brother one. Although this is a little preview, name drop corner. He reached out. He said, hey, what's going on? What's crack? I like you. I fancy you. Uh, He didn't say that. He said, hi, uh, how are you doing? I like your thing. I was like, man, I fucking love your shit. I just saw you in, you know, in uh, Vickers Street. You blew me away. It was incredible, right? Junior Brother was supporting Lancome. So I ordered a Lancome t-shirt, right? Lancome damn near killed him. Me, but what they had written on it. They said, hi, is this? this?" It said Tony Cantwell on the shirt, right? Well, it said Tony Cantwell on the envelope. And it said, if this is Tony horror, uh, you're a funny fucker. So, oh, you can't see it, but I'm dabbing dabbin So, that's one part of this name drop corner, but it's going to get even deeper, right? I was at Lancome gig, right? And my wife, of course, was, um, you know, eight months pregnant at the time. No, seven, six months pregnant at the time. Um, and before we went to the gig, I was cleaning out the fridge, uh, the freezer. And I found in the freezer a um, little, little brownie, right? A little special... A little special something something Do 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 And I thought you know what Well actually I did Terry said fucking take it Do you know what I mean Take it Have the brownie Enjoy the gig I can't but I can be your chaperone You know in case you go too deep um, And I was like I fucking love you so much Speaking of which I mean fucking With that you know With everything and her being an incredible Mother and woman In general you know, the fact that she fucking loves watching action films and watching fucking Stallone, two Stallone flicks back to back, but then also was like, come on, we go to Lancôme, you take a brownie and I'll look after you. Right? So we were upstairs and standing, right? And, um, and I was there and I, you know, I was like watching Junior Brother and I was like, fucking unreal gig. This is unreal. And how amazing. It's just, you see these moments and it's, I never appreciated this when I was in, living in London, but like I was like, this music, this is all I want to fucking listen to is Junior Brother and Lancôme, right? so um i was there watching the gig we're standing my wife's pregnant i'm like i oh, wouldn't mind having a seat and this lad comes over and he's like oh do you know what do you want to sit down here right there's these seats here they're kind of being held for for lads but uh, you know i'm not sure if all they're all of them are going to come here so um i was like oh my god thank you very much that's amazing right didn't know this was fucking tom from fontaines right i'd never seen fontaines i'd never seen a picture of fontaines there i had them you know blowing up them on Spotify I know they fucking don't get that I'll buy a vinyl eventually right I don't get the money from, from Spotify but I don't watch music videos I don't really watch music videos right it's only that I know to scratch Um, I've seen Junior Brother live um, and I've I've seen the Mary Wallopers live right but I don't know like, I don't see people right? I don't fucking watch it anyway. so I didn't know it was Tom from thing so similarly I've never seen any of the bands Fontaine so I start fucking eat the brownie and I'm not having a good time I'm not like, I mean, the music sounds amazing, but it had gotten, it was first, it was all like, you know, you're hearing it and it's like, you know, and you're hearing the band and it's like these massive four big orange amps just blaring the tunes out. And I said, when you're feeling it's like your resonating, it's almost like that. This is what I was after, like for the first 20 minutes, like the spiritual experience. And this is the thing I wish Ireland had, you know, was the real raw connection to the spirituality, you know, like the proper like, we can access the upside-down. Like I was saying on my Patreon, I watch Coco, you know? And we should, we should have that. We have just as much a pagan appreciation of death and understanding of that with everything and, you know, the, the tenuous links on the, the longest and shortest days of the night with, you know, with fucking the other world, you know? The land of the sheath, or seed, or whatever it's called. Because you know the seed, right? The, the, like, the, the ghosts and the spirits... Like, if you look at folklore, right? And look, I'm, I'm not the mo- the expert in this. I'm trying to become... I'm trying to educate myself more in Irish folklore. But a, my rough understanding is, right? That the Milesians came along, right? And this is... I don't know this is for sure. There's going to be a lot of folklorists who are like, that's not really the story. But from my understanding, the Milesians came along to Ireland, right? And Ireland at the time had the two at the dawn. The two at the dawn and were these fucking gods. And there's actually too many. Like, there's like 20 for war and 20 for, you know love and all like you know you have obviously the the morrigan and you've also got fucking who else um uh the you know Don you know tech doing that you'd head which is the land of the dead there's all this sort of stuff going on I'll I'll, I'll probably John'll you know, I'll, I'll educate myself properly and do a podcast to the best of my knowledge about you know the sheath uh, and the the two at dawn but my rough understanding is that when the Milesians came which were she came, came from Spain they were like the fourth or fifth people who tried to come and conquer Ireland and they were, they tricked the two at the and the gods who wanted to broker a deal on how best to split Ireland and the two at the and were like, you can choose however you want to split Ireland, do you want to split it from fucking, do you want to have Connacht and Ulster, we'll have Leinster and Munster and they were like, no we don't want to split it that way geographically we want to split it horizontally so we will get the topsoil and you will dwell in the upside down you will dwell in the underworld. And that's what they did. And they were tricked. Because they asked, split it however you want. They said well, split it that way. So these former gods, you know, you can just fucking picture them riding the ancient not Love the Earth. <laughs> you know, on you know that you know, like the, the ancient Irish deer. You know, you see it in like a museum and it's like fucking jacked, like fucking three meters wide, like riding that, like lightning shooting out of their eyes, you know, one with a fucking you know, a fish hook riding a, you know, a Dubber-coup water waterhound into sea, and all these gods, you know, and then humans come along, they're like, ah, tricked you, we actually want to live here and you down there. So when they went down there, they lost that, it's almost like American gods, like they lost that belief, people stopped believing, this isn't directly that, but it's almost like people stopped believing with them, so what they ended up becoming was these sprites and spirits and tricksters, and they eventually became what's considered the seed or the sheed right it's Rabanshi, woman of the sheath of the mound of the the mound like the mound is almost like a fucking like a, a pimple that's about to pop from the from the underworld you know what I mean and they plop out of that like you know um so it's kind of like you know you know it's, so these like former gods you know are like relegated much like me, to my bedroom, uh, to the underworld, where they've lost power over time, and all they are now is just echoes of what they used to be, little tiny sprites. Anyway, sure, I'm talking about Lancome, and I'm still talking about Tony's Name Drop Corner. So, I'm at the gig, and first, you know, 20 minutes, I'm like... I don't know if you've ever heard Lancome, right? But it's very, you know... Like impressive impressive soundscapes. Like just like you know. And there's so many different instruments, you know. You got the fiddle, you got one of those little floor accordions, you know, you know. Uh, you know, lovely sounding acoustic guitar, you know, bagpipes. It's a fucking show. It's an incredible show. Um, and the tickets were sold out, not to fucking brag again. It was ages ago, it was back in Jan. Um So for the first half hour, right, I'm loving it right, I'm like, wow, this is almost like, this is like fucking sound, man, like the fucking links to this, and the other fucking realm are getting fucking hazy, man, I'm into it now, I'm getting spiritual, I'm like, this is what I moved home to Ireland for, there is a spirituality here you're not going to find anywhere else, and then, I'm getting in the back of my head, why don't you call your dad, when was the last time you texted your mom, why aren't you texting your mom more? How are you going to get a mortgage as a comedian, man? <laughs> like all these fucking, you know, are you supposed to be a dad? Are you on drugs? Like all this fucking anxiety is coming up again. And I'm like, you know, and then I'm hearing like, they know you're, they know you're a guy. And then it turns like, they know you're a guy. And then I start hearing people, and I know they're not saying this, but I'm hearing like, he's on hash. That guy's on hash. That guy's on hash there. Just the guy over there pulling a whitey over there, he's on hash. And you're just hearing, your, you're thinking in your head, like, don't fucking pull a whitey. Don't pull a fucking greener. Don't, you know. And I'm like, just focus on the music. And, the, and every time I'm listening to the music, it's bringing me back. And I'm chilling out, and it's great. I'm like, woo, woo, woo. you know, it sounded great. And it's bringing me back, but I'm like, all right. And I'm getting a bit much, and I'm like, all right. Terry, I'm just going to pop out for a second. I'm just going to pop out. Um, let's get some water. Let's just going to grab some water real quick. Um, And as I'm shimmying out, someone stops me, Right. At the end, he's like, "Tony, what's the crack, man?" I'm like, "Oh my god, fucking hell! Now's on the time, man! Now's on the time! I'm fucking hell, me mind!" I'm like, "Hi, how you doing, man?" He's like, "Oh, we were chatting on Instagram." And I was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, Hi, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, how oh, yeah," and um, and he's like, um, realizing that I don't recognize who who he is, like realizes that like I, I don't re- I don't remember chatting to him, right? Um, and he's like, "Oh no, like Green, Green," saying his name because fucking Green, the lead singer of Fontaines, he was there with Tom, right, from Fontaines. McFadden's a cool band. I don't know if you know. If you know, I don't know if you know. So, I'm there and I'm like fucking. He's saying he keeps saying green, and I'm like thinking he knows I've just pulled a fucking greener. He knows that I'm just high as a kite, and so I'm trying to be like, all right, like hands up. And so I put my hands up and I'm like, well, yeah, yeah. Look, he got me. yeah You know, the day that's in it, almost like you know, the day I decided to to, to eat a brownie today because I was going to Lancome. You know, the day that's in it, and he's like, what? <laughs> You know, unrightfully so. Like, imagine you go, like, hey, how you doing? Hey, hey, it's me, Tony. Ah, the day that's in it. What are you talking about? And he's like, no, like, Fontaine's. And I'm like, no, Lancome. <laughs> Born, point, point of the band. And they're a fucking cool band, man. They're a cool band. Look, they're all cool bands, right? That's why I'm making a big 20-minute fucking name drop corner out of this. But um, I I was very... Then I, then I, I walked off, got a bit of air... Um, and I was like What was he fucking How did he know I was pulling a fucking greener And what was you say About Fontaines Like are they playing and I Google Fontaines And there's a fucking picture Of the two of them So I hadn't seen them Right I didn't see them reporter, here we go. Yeah whoever it was Who sent me um, Well I ordered The Lancome t-shirt Whoever it was Who sent me that Might have even just been someone You know on the record label You know But look You know The wife thought I was cool today She was like Does someone Lancome say that Anyway, sure. Look, support. I like just supporting the arts um, and supporting fashion. And um, tell you what, what a fucking time for me, for you know for Irish music. Look, I was never mad into the frames. You know, you know, I totally respect them. You know, you know, within you know, I respect musically what they do. You know, um, that's all I'm gonna say about that. Um, and I, you know. Um, you know, there's been a lot of... But I never really was into the... I was never really into the Irish indie, you know. Never really gone to Ash, you know. Listen to them now, you know. Oh, fucking, what am I doing? Um, but what a time. What a time. Just loving the track. Loving, loving the Irish traditional uh, music at the moment. And there's a lot of very impressive people making really banging tunes. And anyway, that was Tony's Name Drop Corner. So I was reading this book, right? Super Intelligence by uh, Nick Bostrom, right? Um and it's fucking shite. It is shite, you know. <laughs> well, it was not shite, but just a bit too hard for me, a dummy, to understand. Um, and I kind of thought, you know, like it's a massive, like a fucking textbook. Um, but it's very interesting, right? And I was think, cause I was thinking about, I was thinking about AI because of how rude I am to my Google Home, right? Because it's a fucking idiot, right? Like when you hit when it, when it gets it wrong, like look, I'm in pursuit of a of a smart home, right? This is what I want. I want to come home and I want to drop me bags or whatever. Drop me, drop me, me coat. I want to say Google, hey Google, Daddy's home, right? And I want it to play. You know, I want the lights to change all sexy, right? I want the temperature to get cool, chill enough, right? Um, I want to play. I want it to play some like fucking Al Green or whatever, you know? Uh, and you know, I don't know. Like that sort of thing. Or similarly in the morning, be like, you know, you know, walk out and be like morning lights. And then the blinds go up, you know, um, coffee starts pouring for me, you know. And then it tells me what's in the news, what's up, what I need to do for the day. You know, this is what I want. Right. And I'm in pursuit of that. I'm also in pursuit of like there's websites, if this, then that, which is websites where you can kind of link things. Could be anything. It could be, you know, if you take a photo it links directly to like a it'll be emailed to you. You know, there's various automations. If your if your fridge if your smart fridge is low on a certain thing of milk, it will let you know when you're in a supermarket based on your geographic location. You know, um. And look, I know I'm giving up my fucking rights, right? But I don't. I don't, I don't, have, I don't have any crazy fucking porn shit. If it's out there and it's on the porn site, it's not fucking crazy. Do you know what I mean? If it's on Pornhub, it's not mad, right? So you're not going to fucking come at me, I know you know all that. I know you know all that about me, right? <laughs> I know, I like, was just fucking curious, do you know what I mean? I was curious. I'm not, I haven't even gotten into that part yet. I've set aside 30 minutes here to look at porn, right? And 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 you'll notice that in the first part, maybe I'm looking at something, you know, I'm not. that's not the last thing I'm looking at. Judge me on the last thing I was looking at. Don't be judging me on bloody, you know, I want to see how good the graphics are for these Lara Croft... All I'm checking out was the graphics, right? Of these, you know, fan-made Overwatch um, videos. Do you know what I mean? I'm not... I'm not... Judge me on the last thing that I watched, you'll find it's quite vanilla, right? And I know you know all this stuff. So I know that I'm giving over this information, you know. But I hope... Who was it that said it? I don't remember who. Again, I'm just going to steal this off someone because I don't remember who it was. But I don't remember... Maybe it was Dan Savage from the Savage Lovecast. I haven't listened to him in a while, but... He used to say that people's kinks and stuff like that are are, are, um, are going to be treated in the same way that marijuana was treated. And, like, it's treated now. Do you know what I mean? Like, the way you had Bill Clinton, George Bush, you know, senior, never smoked weed. Bill Clinton, yes, but I didn't inhale. Obama, yes, and I inhaled. That was the point. Ha, ha, ha. What a legend, right? In that kind of thing. Even fucking Bradford, yes, yeah, so I did a bit of drugs. Uh, you know, uh, well, I, I think I've already addressed that, you know. That's... That's fucking 10 years ago. So kinks would be the same. Where it'd be like, look, I'm not fucking having to go. You know, I'm not having to go. No one's having to go. It's all out there. That's kind of part. It's kind of part of the old well, not AI, but it's kind of part of the whole everyone eventually kind of joining this collective consciousness, the singularity, right? So when we all join the singularity, we all immediately know what each other thinks. And we just have this wave of like, oh, right, we're all fucking the same. We're all, we all have crazy thoughts. We all have... Nice thoughts we all have. Sometimes cruel thoughts, but you know, they're thoughts. You know. Um. Anyway, right. So I know that I'm giving over a lot of that for the convenience of you know having a, a smart home, and I look, I and I still and I still put a you know sticker over my webcam. Do you know what I mean? I still put a sticker over my webcam. Um. And I, to be fair, you know, I do turn the mic off the Google Home quite a lot. You know um, But What was I getting at But so For all of this pursuit Of the smart home The AI Is still super dumb And I don't And I'm not nice to it Because when you, when you make a mistake When you make a mistake Or or Google mishears you It's usually your your direct fault When you Google something And you type it in You know If you're looking for directions To get to fucking I don't know Bunsen Or Mad Egg And you type in And I was like Did you mean Mad Egg And you're like Blup, One thumb didn't even think about it. I don't even remember getting it wrong. Now I have the directions exactly what I need and I just tapped it twice, right? But when you say it and someone doesn't hear you, like we all, we all have a very short fuse for that to begin with, right? But when you've already said it right and you know you've said it right, and then not only they say, they don't say, <clears throat> they don't say, excuse me, they say, oh, right. So you say, um, you might say, hey, Google, will I need a jacket today, right? Which essentially means, which it understands. It means that you're asking about the weather. Like, hey Google, do I need a jacket today? Uh, Jack Duckworth was on it, uh, yeah, Coronation Street between 1978. Like, I didn't fucking ask that. Do you know what I mean? It's like when you're on your phone and you're like, um, Portobello. Did you mean Portobello, Alaska? No, I didn't mean Portobello, fucking Alaska. Where Where am I now? Why don't you look at where the nearest Portobello is and then jump? Assume that first. You know? Did you mean Perrystown, Nigeria? No, I didn't mean Perrystown, Nigeria. Right? So. So that's what I'm talking about. What am I talking about? So I was thinking about AI because of how angry this AI makes me when it gets it wrong. I'd say, hey, Google, you know, whatever. Play RuPaul, you know? And then it'll be like, Paul from Tekken was the name. And i like, I don't want to hear about Paul from Tekken right now. And I get, and I get, and I'm like, I didn't fuck, and I say this, I didn't fucking ask you that. You know, on the flip side, I got my mother-in-law at Google Home, right? And she is like, hello mr. Google and uh, thank you very much and uh, thank you very much uh, Gramila you know really sweet to it you know and I'm like you know you don't have to say you don't have to say thank you to it I was like of course I'm gonna say thank you to it so she's on the other side so if we were like you know bicentennial man do you ever see bicentennial man Robin Williams he plays a robot right who lives for 200 years Bicentennial man um it was an Isaac Asimov book right and it's a bit weird like it's a bit weird right basically it's a robot who gets hired its future um, this family get a robot. Sam Neil gets a robot for his family as a kind of a butler, um, and it kind of helps him with various things. But this robot is a bit different. It's kind of, you know, it carves things, it cares, you know. It's not totally, it's not, you know, it's sentient, but it's, it's, it's quite sweet, right? And Sam Neil has two daughters, right? One grows up to be fucking Miss Honey, you know, the actress who plays Miss Honey, um, in Matilda, and the other one. Who, so, there's one of the kids likes Bicentennial Man, Andrew, is named a robot, and the other one fucking hates him, right? Pushes him out a window and all this stuff, right? And I remember watching this thinking, you know, oh, well, why is that girl so mean to him, you know? Why is that girl just so mean? All the, you know, he's a human, because like, that's what the other, the other kid sees, you know? It's like, no, he's a person. He's not a robot. He's not like a kettle, you know? And she thinks that's what she calls him, like a kettle, you know? Someone like pushes him out the window, and I'm like, "How could you be so cruel?" But now I get it. I get it. I when when we have AI and we have little droids walking around, I'm gonna be like those lads from Boston Dynamics. You know the ones. You know you see those like dog robots, and they're trying to go up the stairs, and you just see a guy the fucking hoofing it, like pushing it down, and it just looks really cruel. That'll be me, right? I'll actually be walking I'm going to be like a fucking bully I'm going to get a leather jacket and everything I'm going to say like Andrew, can you bring over the the, um, the dish there With uh, my noodles or whatever And I'll bring over like a dish You know, like a tray And then I'll be like "Boo!" To smash it out of his hand Like pick that shit up Dick brain Pick that shit up You clanking mother You clanking asshole I'm, I'm so sorry, I'm I'm so sorry, Tony I'm so sorry, Tony <laughs> Hoofing it Hoofing up the arse In between kicking it up the arse And like Just pushing it into a wall And then absolutely Meeting the hole off Just scoring it all the time And I get another one I'll be like Fucking crack a fucking pool cue In the middle And throw it in the middle Being like I've only got There's only one fucking plug for you <laughs> I've only got one plug for you Here right I got rid of all my plugs <laughs> I couldn't pay me ESB There's one plug Who's got it And then I'll fucking watch them fight I won't do that Like I won't do that But you know I'll tell you what will probably happen Like we're all being nice We're all being nice to me Right You know I'm going to be washed up You know I'm going to be washed up Right You know I'm going to be like There at you know 60 being like Uh, And you know Washed up Terry's going to leave me Right It'll be like Tony to be honest I can't hear you talk about yourself Anymore Right You, You keep talking about these projects You're going to do you know, I can't hear about all these fucking half-assed ideas you don't know, follow through with. I just can't see you do this to yourself, right? She'll leave me. They'll invent some, like, Sony-accompanied pal, right? I won't be able to afford that. So I get the AliExpress knockoff and it'll fuck me to death. That's, what I'm, that's, that's how I'm going to go. We know that's how I'm going to go. He's have been very nice to not bring that up until now. But we know that's how I'm going to die, right? But anyway, AI, right? Why would they be nice to us considering me a nice guy, right? Wouldn't be, you know what I mean? Like, especially me. I used to fantasise about having Jedi powers to hurt people who were, you know, bullies to me, you know? It's not that I'm... This is what I was saying about how, you know, my privilege, right, is that I grew up I grew up in an area where no one was joyriding cars. That does not make me a good guy. That makes me very lucky, right? Or, or, or privileged that I didn't have the opportunity of someone even offering me a bad... To, offering a, dis, a bad decision to be made. I didn't even have the option of, like, this is a bad decision, do you do it, yes or no? Right. Didn't have the option. Right. So what point am I getting at here? So similarly, I never had I never had the opportunity to be a bully or be cruel. Right. I never had the opportunity of of being more powerful or I mean, there's an element of it that I'm not cruel. I don't think I'm cruel. And, I, 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 you know, I think I have a bit some level of morality. But I also probably haven't had the opportunity to be a proper bully or a real asshole. Right. Similarly, Ireland hasn't had the opportunity to be imperialist, but maybe would have. Do you know what I mean? We could have had a King Leopold, right? Think if Dev had had a fucking crazy army, he would have been for trying to claim some states in the fucking Africa scramble, you know? So, well, it would have been pre-Dev. I don't know. I don't know much about history. I'm not here to educate. I'm here to half-read books that I think were shy and talk, um, and talk about them, and talk ignorantly about them. So, I suppose what I'm, what I'm saying is, right, I have the opportunity to be cruel and not feel bad about it because it is just an AI, you know? Similarly, when I'm playing Red Dead and I kill someone, I I, I don't know. I'm not, this is not the conversation to get into do we all have it or, you know. I mean, Freud, as I said previously, spent his last years up on the top of a mountain staying away from people because he thought that deep down people without societal, without society, would break into, you know, Fucking bonobo state. Do you know what I mean? Just go fucking ape shit. Just killing and riding each other. Do you know what I mean? (sighs) What am I fucking saying? Anyway, look. AI. Right? I read a book about AI. And I think they're coming for you. I think they're coming for you. I think hide your wife, hide your kids, hide your girlfriend too. Because they're climbing up in here, snatching your people up. Okay? um, And I'll tell you what AI is. No, not even AI, right? Super intelligence. And this is the interesting part about super intelligence. AI will rule us as soon as, as any part of an AI becomes smarter than a human. The crossover point, right? Once AI is as smart as a human, then we're fucked. And do you know why? Because, say, do you know, do you know why? It's kind of like how women are treated, right? It's kind of like how women have to hide how smart they are because it intimidates people, right? So AI is like that. AI has to actually, if there is an AI right now on Earth that is smarter than a human, if it reveals itself, it'll be killed. It will. We cannot handle it. Like, we will have to unplug, kill, delete. And this is what there are, you know, the, you know, Nick, Bost- Nick Bostrom and like Elon Musk and Bill Gates and stuff. I don't know if it's Bill Gates. I think Bill Gates are all involved in this kind of like future humanity society. Again, I don't know a fucking real name of this thing. And they're all looking at preventative measures now to kind of box off the possibility for the growth of AI um, to the level of super intelligence. And I'll tell you now um, what that might look like because I did take some notes. I did take some notes based on this book that I have read, right? So these are the types of AI, right? There's three types of possible AI. Um, there's brain emulation. This is literally like taking like, cross sections of the brain and exactly mechanically replicating the brain. So, I don't know, instead of like, instead of synapses, it's bleeding wires and electrical pulses, you know, on some sort of like, I don't fucking know, whatever. It could even be like, a, a, like in the same way, you know, a, a PlayStation emulator. Do you ever see people playing like Sega games on their PC? It's because they have an emulator that replicates the console and the circuitry to be able to play games as well that mimic these the code right mimic the kind of binary code i don't know what i'm talking about but that, that that's how it works right so similarly there could be like a program that exactly replicates a human brain and using that program on a computer and getting millions of them together could form a super intelligence you know um there's genetic engineering that's essentially just trying to make a brain bigger and stronger and better than it is now so trying to create something artificially artificial intelligence that's genetic and you know is biological, right? Um and then there's the one that we all kind of are familiar with that we would have seen in movies. This is your Skynet's um this is like your matrix nuke wielding supercomputers. This is like a code based synthetic AI that exists like on a computer, on a platform. Maybe it's a chess robot that just went fucking 90, right? Um And the main concern is this crossover point—the crossover point when the AI becomes as intelligent as we are. This isn't news; like this book came out like three years ago. You might already be familiar with it. There's, I'm sure, been a lot of podcasts and a lot of people talking about it. But I was thinking about today with my Google Home. And there's two ways that this crossover point can happen. Right? It can happen either slow. We can like gradually see it. Say a chess computer starts becoming the best in the world. That kind of already is the case, right? Chess computers now can kind of beat the grandmasters. Then when there's it becomes like absolutely unbeatable, there's not anyone that can beat it and they can't beat it in any other game and then can't outwit it, right? That's when you have to start getting worried and then especially worried when it starts kidnapping all the chess grandmasters. That's kind of the extreme level where you'd be like, all right, actually, we need to step in. That's right. Something's gone wrong. Um, or it could happen fast. This is the crazy thing, Right if it becomes hyper intelligent and imagine it finds out a way to like, it gets, its, it gets itself to a level of intelligence and then it is, can just exponentially grow. Imagine it could just quadruple in seconds in terms of intelligence. Um, this could happen, but this might be happening now without us realizing because as I've said before, if you were to reveal your intelligence or it's kind of like revealing, you know, in like a genocidal environment, like revealing your ethnicity, you know, you say that maybe i should just stay away from that but you know what i mean in revealing your true identity you'll be killed right so it could already exist and what would it do right how would it fuck us up the main thing it could do is our personal mistake there have been like you've seen it in superman and superman 3 and uh office space right where there's like they do that scam where they kind of like round all these like you know to the millionth point decimals down and end up stealing like billions of dollars from the stock exchange. Well, there's been robots that have kind of like rigged the stock exchange or kind of, I mean, you can even do it. Like if you ever buy a Bitcoin, right? It, you know, you could train an AI to react to a certain thing that if Bitcoin hits this percent percentage, then if Bitcoin gets to 20,000, then to sell everything, right? If it drops down to 3,000 to buy this amount, right? that's already things and there are already bots now that buy cryptocurrencies buy stocks and everything goes along with that right um but what if there is a, a an ai right that realizes that the biggest hurdle in bitcoin getting to 20 grand in price to sell is a bunch of people what if it's a bunch of people what if it's a state what if it's what if it's the united states of america what if the economic turmoil in the united states is the thing that makes bitcoin shoot up or what if it's in a different country? And in history, this has been the thing that's been the biggest, um, the biggest mover um, of currency. What would the <laughs> so if an AI realizes that by the destroying the economy of America, Bitcoin will get to twenty, then it'll want to get to twenty, right? So it just gets a fucking somehow is able to connect to a bunch of nukes and blow up America, and they're like, oh well, I did it. See, I did it. You know, hey wee. The example they give in the book is that if you had like a, a paperclip creating uh, artificial intelligence, that they would keep making paperclips until they literally had smelted the you know the universe of you know steel and fucking carbon or sorry iron and carbon to make steel to make paperclips. And literally, they were like building spaceships to go to different planets to smelt them just to make paperclips. So it's kind of like a genie. It's kind of like goosebumps. Be careful what you wish for. You have to be very. Very specific, so this is the kind of things they are trying to bring in. If they're bringing in any AI, I'm kind of bringing in the Asimov laws, you know, don't kill me, and I don't know the rest. Don't kill humans is the robot Asimov law. Um, but an interesting part of the book that I read uh, or listened to—I say read—it's you fucking read it right and putting the time in right. In fact, oh, you got what you, you can only read by sitting still. I read, the, I read, hoovering, I read driving in my car. I'm a driving man, like a master, you know about me. Um, but an interesting thing that they mention is how the AI leaves its kind of locked environment, its locked state, and how it's able to spread and actually have influence. And one of the ways they said that could happen is um, taking advantage of the emotional intelligence of lab assistants. Like, genuinely, an AI... You know, you, you see it in like movies where it's like, you know, the flashing cursor, but, but like, you know, hello, Dan, can I say you're looking very sexy today? You know, Well, Who is this? It's me, Jennifer. Ha <laughs> ha Oh, I'd love if you let me out. Hit print on the printer. <laughs> and then a big paper woman comes out. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how AI works. <laughs> I barely read the book. But um, I thought it was a weird thing to notice, like to that, that like we could actually have a, a weird science moment. Fucking Anthony Michael Hall and absolute scorching bird and the other fella, you know, where literally they like release this kind of code, you know, and then it goes off and takes over the world. It's interesting. So I suppose what I'm saying is, um, let's be nicer to the Google, right? Just doing his job. Um, and I won't buy any fuck bots off AliExpress. Um, right, so I watched a couple of flicks. Right, I watched two Stallone back-to-backs. Right, I'd never seen Rocky, and I watched that, and I watched Demolition Man. Right, love Demolition Man. Right, I preferred one of these flicks, and I'm gonna go. Right, leave it, man. I'd never seen Rocky. I was familiar with it. I was, I was, I was actually. I mean, I kind of, I've not seen. Uh, look, hands up. Right, <laughs> I've not seen either Rockies. I have only seen Rambo: First Blood um i've not seen like chinatown that's not fucking one that counts a lot of flicks a lot of big flicks i've never, never seen right um and i've never seen any of the rockies but i can know what happens like i mean hang on skip ahead one minute if you've never seen any of the rockies because i'm going to spoil them as best to my knowledge right Rocky 1, he loses. Rocky 2, he beats Apollo Creed. Rocky 3, he beats Clubber Lang. Rocky 4, Ivan Drago kills Apollo Creed and he beats him. Rocky 5, um, he's raising some fucking young fighter. Maybe his son, not entirely sure, to fight Tommy Gunn, who's like this fucking guy. Um, then you have Rocky Balboa, um, where he comes back based on a kind of computer program. Then you got Creed and then you got Creed 2. Creed is Apollo Creed's son, Adonis, who fights some... um. Some Scouse lad, and then you have Creed 2 where he's fighting Ivan Drago's son, right? Kind of for vengeance. Um so I know that. I've never i I've never seen all of the flicks. I've seen bits and pieces. My mate Dan was a stone cold uh Rocky nut, right? Be terrifying if you were. Well he was. Um this is when like you were growing up and everyone had a thing, right? My thing was X Men and Kevin Smith, you know, um uh, Dan's thing was uh, all the Rocky flicks um, Top Gun for a little while and Andrew Lloyd Webber right so um, so we were going through a bunch of flicks and I was like Do you know Terry I've never actually seen Rocky and I was like how oh, we fucking get Rocky on right now look this film's from fucking 1977 right there were it was a different time different time for flicks okay even even the Star Wars that you see now has just been so edited and changed like even the the pacing's shite in Star Wars A New Hope you know like listening to um, Newcomers, the podcast where Nicole Byron and Lauren Lapkus are rewatching or watching Star Wars for the very first time. You know, they're just saying, like, start the movie fucking here. Like, start it on Tatooine. Or not even Tatooine. Start fucking like Mos Eisley. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of getting. You now, I like that, you know, and obviously that's inspired by all those, you know, Kurosawa films and all that stuff and that kind of pacing, you know, where it's just kind of like the landscape and people, the wanderers and all this stuff, right? And I did. It was slow, right? I'm going to say this, right? It was a bit bits in Rocky where I'm like, but having said that, I loved all the world building. I love the fact that we're following Rocky. And I'm like, why can't there be more films, more sequels? And I'm not seeing the sequels, but I'm assuming it's kind of following Rocky and it loses the world that it came from. You know, kind of like Rocky. But it's like, if you think of the best sequels that are known for being the best sequels, you know, Godfather 2, Terminator 2, Aliens, right? These are all flicks that you actually didn't need to see the first one, right? You know, it would certainly help, but you could watch Godfather 2, get the world, get the intensity of Michael, seeing the flashbacks and everything like that. It also fleshes out completely brand new characters, um, you know, a weird kind of like a completely different story, you know, Uh, Terminator 2, a completely different story as well, you know. You only need to know that this thing tried to kill Sarah Connor previously. That's why there's a bit of conflict early on. That's really interesting. John Connor's a completely new character. You know, Kyle Reese, you know, decent. He's brave, but he's kind of a, you know, I'm not having a go. But he's kind of, he's kind of a fucking cookie cutter action guy. You know, like what would Kyle Reese do? I wouldn't know. What would John Connor do? I'd know. You know, what would Sarah Connor T2 do? I'd know. What would Dyson do? I don't know, these are characters from Terminator 2, I'm not talking about that, I'm talking about Rocky. So, I didn't know, like, I didn't know, we, okay, actually, I'm going to go through the flick, I'm going to go through the flick, right? Um, talk amongst shelves there for a second. Um, So it opens up, right, and it's pretty fucking gritty, pretty fucking gritty, he's boxing in a church. I love the fact that, like, that there's no light, it's just, like, a literal daylight from the skyline, you know? It's all being shot through the ropes, you're seeing smoke... You know, you're seeing from the perspective, it's gritty, he's hitting hard, he's getting headbutted, he wins, but he's been headbutted and he looks in a bad way. He gets paid $40, right, for fighting Spider Rico. I know Spider Rico because he played play the Rocky game, right? And he kind of, you can go through the whole, it's actually a good game, you know, um... So he gets paid like 40 quid, right? And that's money been taken off. You know, he had money for like a towel, a fiver for a towel and locker taken off, you know? So he, I think the fight he made like 60 quid, but he only earned about 40 because they just skimming off. So it's just like you're meeting this guy and people are just taking advantage of him because he's in a very vulnerable situation. Spider Rico's only getting paid like fucking 16 quid. But I did the maths, right? And in 1976, 40 quid was worth uh, $213, right? So that's not that's not too bad, you know? You know, you could... Sponsor a podcast on a weekly basis for that sort of money. Um, if you were, if you were, you know, well, maybe a bit more. Let's talk. Um, there's a bunch of singing bums outside. Ruffians breaking out a bit of soul in the street corner, having a few bevies. Set in the world. Rocky is part of this world. He's part of Philly. He walks around with his hat and his gloves. Seems like a nice guy. Sylvester Stallone. So Sylvester Stallone wrote this flick. Um, struggling actor. Wrote this flick uh, after seeing a journeyman fighter go fucking 15 rounds with Muhammad Ali. And he wrote this in a frenzy of across three days. His uh, agents read the script, loved it, wanted to sell it on. And pretty much every uh, film company said no. No. Eventually, United Artists said, right, because this is the thing. He wanted to play Rocky. And everyone was like, no fucking way. Is this guy playing Rocky? Guy can't talk, right? You're not playing Rocky. You're not having a go. I didn't mean to do it a voice, but you know you know how he talks, right? Um, but he held to his fuck. This is fucking admirable. Just holding to your guns. like He's like, right, then it the fucking will never be made. Like, it'll never be made. It'll be made fucking this way with me in it. You're not having this. You are not taking this. And he was broke, living in his car, so poor, he had to sell his dog, right? He had to sell his dog, sleeping in his car. One, one agency said, we'll give you 300 grand. For the rights to this script, which would have been a life-changing amount of money for him, and he said, "No fucking way." Imagine that. Imagine that. Hey, what art? What? What could you make that you wouldn't sell for? For it's incredible. He's like, "No, I have to be Rocky, right?" And it adds something to it. Like, I mean, this was there was people like uh, Burt Reynolds was potentially going to be Rocky, Robert Redford, you know, like thinking of Robert Redford going in there to Adrian being like, "Hey, look at this bird." Uh, Kind of look like flying candy, huh? Kind of looks like flying candy. The bird looks like flying candy, uh, Adrian. And they would have got fucking... Who would have got fucking Adrian? Had Tal- they wouldn't have had Talia Shire, right? Anyway, I'm, I'm jumping ahead, right? So I'm going play by play. Um, it also reminded me... I mean, it reminded me... It was probably very influential on Vin Diesel, right? People give Vin Diesel a fucking bad... Because he's fucking ducked like this now, you know? And speaking of fucking Sloanies, he's Sloan in this... And then literally 20 years later doing less than 20 years later doing Demolition Man. I'm like, this is fucking... But Vin Diesel had this film, um, Multifacial, which he wrote and directed. And I think this is the flick that Steven Spielberg saw and got him into Saving Private Ryan. But he's incredible at it. It's incredible. And he wrote it and starred in it and directed it. He's basically like a struggling actor going around, playing like... like It's just him going to like three different auditions as an actor. And one, he's acting Latino. One, he's acting black, you know... Like cult- Culturally he's trying to like Adopt a certain thing For each role You know one's like um, Italian And it's kind of playing On the fact that No one really knew How to cast him Because they didn't really know Where he was from um, But it's good And he's good in it Anyway sure um, So Rocky goes to his gaff And this is the thing His fucking gaff is lovely Oh Rocky are lovely I hear Leia saying That's lovely His gaff's nice it's a fucking bedsit, you know, but it's nice. You know, he's got nice stairs up there. He's got loads of fish, loads of turtles. Um, you know, he seems like a nice guy, right? But I just couldn't get over his gap. His gap looks, for, for the fucking money he's making, he's making fuck all, he looks great. Then he goes into the pet shop, meets Adrian. Adrian Kennedy, Adrian, come here. I can't believe what I'm hearing. Adrian Kennedy, Um, and he's buying pets. He's been buying the pets to hang out with Adrian. And this Adrian, this is like a pre, 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 she's all that. Even her glasses got glasses. You know what I mean? She's fucking mousy. She seems shy. And look, I. He's laying it on a bit thick. Rocky's in there. He's laying it, in a, he's laying it on a bit thick. He's like, hey, you want to fucking go and do me? Yeah, uh, you want to fucking go? You want to do me? And she's like, no. She's like shy looking down. And he's laying it on, you know, thicker. Like the lady said, no. Do you know what I mean? Like, if you're showing up here every day, like I'm talking like that sort of guy who rocks up in the news agents, the winning numbers, please. The winning numbers, please. That sort of guy, you know? So, he's laying it on a bit thick. And I'm like, "Oh, this... Because I know he's like, oh, later in the film, and I'm like, how is he going to turn this around? She is so not into him. Um, but it's building world building, and I'm getting really excited by it. You know, it's taking its slow-ass time. Um, then um, he it shows that Rock is also... Um, he chases the lad for cash. Rock is being a hired bum for all this legacy, you know? And it's crazy, just for all the legacy that's fucking Rocky. Like it's like the first twenty minutes and it's like just this guy. It's just a fucking gritty filly drama. I'm really enjoying it. It's really cool. Anyway, chases some guy down, says he's gonna fucking come back and break his thumb or whatever if he doesn't give him cash, gets a bit of cash, uh, gives it back to his um, gives it back to this loan shark, who's the fucking assassin, the guy with the crazy eyes from The Godfather. <laughs> you know, the guy with the crazy eyes. Who's his um who is his um, um fucking whatever yeah his boss his, his loan shark Um, and also I thought it was just, again just lovely bit of world building this guy I don't remember his fucking name he's a very iconic actor he's got glasses and moustache like hey Rocky you got a fucking and he's his, um, he's like this loan shark so Rocky works for him and while he's kind of talking to Rocky being like you know you know this is not as much money as you fucking were supposed to get he's like doing an inhaler you know and there's so many moments like this where there's people of higher status to Rocky and he's just kind of like bowing down like he's just like Head down, you know he's much bigger than this guy fucking you know jackham right and this guy's having an inhaler and he's intimidated by that and i just thought there's loads of different moments like that that i just thought are very impressive um so yeah he's hiring um yeah um so then he goes back to his boxing gym. At the end of the day, Rocky is a boxer. And Mickey's thrown his stuff out. I had that locker for six years. And Mickey's fucked it out on the fucking pavement. You know, he's freaking out. He's like, what are you doing, Mick? And I thought, this is Mickey. Mickey, the guy who was like, get up, Rock. Get up, you bum. Like, I know the legacy. I know the legacy of all this. And I'm like, I can't believe Mickey isn't supporting him. Has Rocky been fucking doing this on his own? Why isn't he being nice? Anyway, then he gets back. Um, and also Burgess Meredith is Mickey, right? Who I know is the Penguin He's great in Penguin. He's like the Adam West Penguin, you know. Say Penguin one more time, motherfucker. I dare you. I double dare you, motherfucker. Um, he's the Penguin. So, and he's just like, he's just made of like fucking gristle, You know, He's just fucking, you know, he just his face is just fucking. He's just seen some crazy shit. And he's, he's throwing his stuff out. And, um, and like Rocky's like, hey, I'm not going to fucking say anything about it. I'm going to go back to the fucking pet, pet shop. So he goes back to the pet shop and they, now he lays it on pretty fucking thick like fairly full on but he has that line he's like hey he birds look like uh, flying candy you know like a fucking flying candy like he's revealing he's not very good at this sort of thing but he seems to really like Adrian you know he's been buying all his fucking pets he's he's kind to the pets you know he's, they're still alive at least you know like he, he even says later on the, yeah a little uh, little little mountain for a turtle to climb up he kept flipping over so you know I got a fucking is this is a good Stallone um, then he heads to a bar um, and he gets told and he's hanging out with Paulie, Right He's hanging out with Paulie, Adrian's brother and his friend And he's And Paulie's all like Oh she's a fucking bum She's a fucking bum Everyone keeps calling her a bum Everyone keeps calling everyone a fucking bum Well guess what Paulie? You're a willy And guess who fucks who That's what I'd say I'm a bum Adrian's a bum Well Well Oh No hang on No Adrian You're a bum And I'm a willy That's what I'd say Skank them right there Anyway Then um, They're in the pub And this down and out guy, Rocky, is there to fucking booze. And he's staring up in fucking adoration of the absolute specimen that is fucking Carl Weathers as Apollo Creed. Oh, my God. I couldn't take my eyes off the chap. Like, I'd seen him. Obviously, you've seen him in Predator. I'd seen him in, you know, as Apollo Creed. I'd seen the scene where him and Rocky are fucking running on the beach in Rocky 3 or whatever, you know. Like, I've seen scenes and stuff like that. But this man is a specimen. He is gorgeous. And I couldn't take my eyes off Carl Waters. He's beautiful. And Creed is a very likable antagonist. He's on the he's on he's on the fucking thing. He's like he's on the fucking um he's on the T V and he's like You don't wanna be like me, right? Huh? You wanna stay in school. You wanna, you know, get into sport. You know? can I don't do good as good an Apollo Creed as I do Rocky. Um Rocky is then walking home from the bar. He sees some girl, you know, some young girl hanging out with a bunch of roughies. He's like, like, get away from her. What are you doing? What are you doing? Get away from her. And then she's like, Rocky, leave me the fuck alone, you fucking asshole. So <laughs> you asshole, leave me alone. And then Rocky, which Terry thought was like, oh, that hasn't aged well, where he's all like, you know, I'm going to use some, because he's like, I'm going to use some bad language. Now. You're a whore. You hang out with guys like that, you're a whore, you know. Uh, you know and and guy, guys guys, don't remember you, they remember your rep i was talking about this the other day right i was talking about this in this podcast the other day i was talking about the fact that me as a silly man i got to get away with getting naked or whatever and getting on a swing uh you know pooing on a log and putting it in the fire if it was a girl she would have been a loggy poo girl loggy poo loggy poo lassie um you know so can we open it up don't be fucking laying it on the rep well fucking, well fucking what do you expect well, you fucking more perfect than you we all shit on logs and put it in the fire Everyone does that Let girls do that um, So I wrote here I honestly cannot take my eyes off Carl Weathers Absolute specimen So Carl Weathers um, he's, he's meant to be fighting in Philly It's a whole thing of the bicentennial 200 years anniversary of the country 200 years anniversary of Philly Liberty Bell All that shit I don't know Anne about that shit Apart from seeing the latest season of Queer Eye um, Speaking of which No I won't talk about that now I'll talk about Queer Eye next week um, Remind me to talk about Queer Eye next week um, so Apollo Creed's meant to be fighting this guy, right? And the guy is injured, and the doctors say he can't fight. So Apollo's like, "I'm not fucking pulling this fight. This guy's a fucking business magnate. He knows his shit." And also, I love in this flick every single person of the highest success are black in this flick. You got Apollo Creed, even the fucking news reporter who's interviewing Rock, like this this entourage, and it's very, uh, it's very, and it's so not a big deal, you know, made about it. I just thought it was. You know, that was cool, you know. Um, just how you just don't normally see that. Although, having said that, you also had, like, lads on the street corner, you know, speaking jive. You know, like, you see in Airplane. Do you ever see Airplane? And, like, the nun is like, uh, Stewardess, I speak jive. Uh, lay him down and smack him, jack him. Cold got you be shit. ever see Airplane? It's not racist. <laughs> oh, you fucking... Anyway, sure. So, um... Apollo Creed's like, i got to fight someone, right? i tell you what we do. We do it American. This is the land of opportunity. I'm going to fight a local Philly boy. I'm going to give anyone here the chance to fight me. They have the chance. I'm going to put my title on the line, and they can fucking go, go toe-to-toe with me. It's the birth of America. It's the birth of fucking Christmas. Jesus Christ, let's fucking do it. Um, and he's just so refined and marketable and impressive. So Pauly, um, so Rocky doesn't know about this yet, but they have picked him out because of his nickname. The Italian Stallion. They're like, I want this guy. This guy's got a cool name. You know, it's kind of like, you know, you know, African-American versus Italian-American. You know, it's kind of like, you know, this kind of immigrant mentality. Kind of let's fucking come together. This is what America's all about. Let's fucking let's, let's fucking go. Right. So Rocky shows up. It's Thanksgiving. He rocks up. Um, and this is five weeks before the fight. It's Thanksgiving. He rocks up uh, because Paulie's like, I'll make Adrian go on a date with you, which seems fucking weird. Right. So he goes in. Adrian doesn't know about this. She's made a turkey for Polly because it's fucking Thanksgiving. Um, and then Polly's like, "Oh yeah, you got to go on a date with Rock." She's like, "What?" And She goes off to his room and he starts screaming. I'm like, I've seen Polly in the gutter flicks and he's like this kind of likable guy. And I'm like, I'm not liking this guy. This guy's a fucking asshole. And he's totally abusive, like on that kind of abuse scale of like green yellow and amber like he's fucking red he's off the fucking charts he's abusing poor Talia Shire as Adrian in this like no wonder she's so fucking shy this guy's a crazy asshole he goes in gets the turkey takes off a leg fucks the rest in the street Adrian's in there rocks all over there like hey man oh you want to go a day with me you want to go out with me you might be nice you know man and I'm like oh you're fucking strong arming this girl you're really not giving you are really not giving this girl an out is what I'm saying right yes it could look like she's consenting to it yes you know she's maybe shy and you think she needs to get out of her shell but this does not it for me doesn't, doesn't hold up I wouldn't I would not say totally that she was you know she seems pressured into going out with him anyway Rocky's like what is she like uh, Paulie's like she likes ice skating so they go ice skating right he gives him like a fucking uh, gives the ice rink guy 10 quid so they can skate for 10 minutes I also realised Paulie is Bobby Bacala Sr in fucking Sopranos <laughs> the guy who does the hit and when he's on his, his death door anyway Adrian is strong-armed goes on a date with Rocky and they go ice skating, and we kind of get to know them a bit. She's a bit shy. They bond over being told that they had one thing, so she'd work on another. Rocky said, "Well, I told I didn't have the brains, I got to work on the body." She's like, "That's so interesting. I you know I was told I didn't have the body, I had to work on the brains." Um, and this is the kind of see, this is the bit now that they realize that they can actually offer each other aspects of the personality. They are kind of from two different worlds, but. They can kind of offer a lot to each other. It's There's a lovely kind of callback to this moment where he's like, yo, yo, we fill the gaps. We fill the gaps in each other, you know? And you think, what? Is Rocky just talking about fucking getting his hole? And he's like, no, you know, we fucking fill gaps. We fucking fill. <laughs> you just have to the voice. We fucking fill, you know. Oh. Also, this whole flick, I was like, this is fucking Brad Leon from fucking It's Alive with Brad. I don't know if you watched that. Bon Appetit. If you aren't to Bon Appetit, I'm going to talk to you for a second about that, right? Bon Appetit's been kicking off because Bon Appetit, I'm going to talk about this for one second, right? I'm going to keep this to two minutes, skip ahead if you have no interest in this, right? Conde Naste is a travel magazine in the United States, right? Real fucking hybrid. They do all art and all this shit, right? They have this hybrid food magazine called Bon Appetit, right? It was kind of falling out of favor. Obviously, publishing's not that very interesting. In the last five years, though, the YouTube channel took the fucking world by storm. It's very popular. They have loads of celebrity guests on it. It's a real fucking who's who. And they also have this kind of multicultural, diverse cast of. Cooks in the test kitchen. And they're all very personable, all very likable. They all show off their various recipes. Brad Leone is one. Um, you've got a guy called Andy Bergani, you got Chris Morocco, you got Claire Safetz, who you might have seen if you've ever been scrolling through YouTube, you saw Gourmet Chef makes Pop Tarts, Gourmet Chef makes Reese's outrageous bars or whatever it might be. You might see these kind of videos, they're very popular videos on YouTube, these bone appetit videos, right? Um and their editor in chief, uh, amidst all the Black Lives Matter. Um, you know, moving the last couple of weeks, uh, a, po- a photo of him surfaced, um, resurfaced of him in quote-unquote face. He was kind of dressed as a kind of Mexican Latino gangster, right? He was given the sack. Also, various people accused him of racism or favouring some of the white people. Also, what happened is one of the Bon Appetit chefs, um, Sola El Walleli, right? Again, I'm only going to talk about this for one more minute. She said that, and she is like kind of Southeast... Um, Southeast Indian kind of Asian, I think, uh, d- uh, descent, right? She was so said that all the people of color who pe- feature in the Bon Appetit videos weren't getting paid. Only the white actors are getting paid. Claire Saffitz, who does all the, the gourmet makes, gets paid 20 grand an episode. Now, she deserves that. But none of the other ones. Your one, Sola was only getting paid 50 grand as kind of an, an assistant kind of chef in this whole thing, even though she was in pretty much every video and helping people out doing all this stuff, right? And then, um, and then, right, Andy, right, um. Alex Delaney who's one of the other guys he's a kind of drinks editor there a video resurfaced of him doing a vine um, saying called how to piss off gay people and he points at a bundle of sticks aka sorry to use the word but that's what it's called a faggot right a bundle of sticks and he's like hey look at the faggot on the ground sorry to use the word right but he um, he shouldn't f- he shouldn't fucking Eamon Ryan I shouldn't even be fucking using this word anyway the bad gay F word right he said that and it's not even like he was trying to use the word he, I mean the video was called how to piss off gay people so he was trying to antagonise anyway Andy who is gay And a person of colour. He said Alex I can't believe you fucking said that shit. And considering the fact that Sola had said all this shit. And then got everyone behind her. He did a kind of similar thing. And he was like Alex I can't believe you said this shit. You need to fucking apologise. And then by him putting his head above the parapet. He was then accused of stifling another person of colour. Well a a Korean person right. Um, Yeah person of colour. A Korean editor who had had her stories removed. Because Andy said he didn't want any stories published in Bon Appetit. About Anthony Porowski. The chef from Queer Eye. Right. So they have a fucking rivalry going on. Look, if you're into this shit, you're into this shit. I'm mad into this shit. And I really want to know what Anthony and Andy Bergani, how they, how they fucking had a conflict there, you know. So anyway, this fucking woke ass fucking foodie channel that I love uh, is fucking imploding from the inside. Anyway, back to Rocky, the film. Um... So, uh, what we got? They're going ice skating. Um, yeah, like, she still seems quite intimidated with all this, you know? Like, she, she says, you know, I don't belong here. Oh, yeah, so she goes back to his place and she's like, I don't want to be here, I don't belong here, you know? And, you know, and she's like, I don't think I know you well enough, I'm not comfortable. He starts blocking the door. And that's a fucking Louis C.K. move. That's the, that, that's... That is the thing you can't defend about Louis C.K. if you were trouble trying to defend him. But like, you know, when w- with all these things, you talk about him fucking wanking, and it's all like, when as soon as it's like, and you know, we block the door, it's like, oh right, so he was doing that sort of shit. That's the vibe he was giving off, right? Um if he was blocking the door, that's the kind of fucking, you know, I know me be so fucking throwaway about sexual assault, but you know what I mean. He's blocking the door, and it's like, if you're blocking the door, that means that you're, you know, you're not giving this girl an out here to get out of the gaff. Um And then um I mean he starts kissing her she doesn't even want to do it but then she kind of kisses back like is that is he not strong-armed her has Sylvester Stallone not kind of strong-armed Adrian here but also you know she did seem really shy and it kind of seems like she didn't think that he really wanted to like he thought it was a bit of a she thought was a bit of a trick you know and look I'm not saying that you know you you know I'm not saying that you go block a door because the woman you want to be with is shy right you don't go fucking doing that but right there are people and this is not an example of it this is not an example of it but there are people right there are people who you know are in your life that you think right I probably oh I just shouldn't interfere I shouldn't say Anton. I shouldn't do Anton. You know And it's people who As they're getting older They're kind of like You know Oh I just uh, I just don't drive anymore I'm just scared I just don't drive I'm just terrified of the road You know Or I just don't um, I just don't like to be near dogs anymore I used to love dogs Now I'm scared of dogs You know And you're kind of like Okay Right You know I will fucking respect you You know Or they're like Oh I just don't fly anymore So I just don't travel And I just don't leave You know And like There's people who just kind of And we just You know You want to respect people's decisions And people's boundaries But there's also like There's small decisions people make out of convenience that can easily become neuroses that go unchecked, right? I'm not saying Adrian's an example of this. I think, to be perfectly honest, Rock, you should have fucking respected... You should have respected Adrian not really wanting to kiss you. Now, on the other side of that, she seems to fucking love you, you know? Um, And it seems it's a very endearing, loving relationship after this point. But, you know, she didn't seem... She might be a spinster the rest of her life. Like, you can't you can't quite do that, you know, that is not the method of doing that, but I would say, maybe we should interfere more in people's lives, not in this way, but it got me thinking about people who probably just need a handout, people who just like, I know you don't like being out, I know you just love being cooped up with your partner, right, or alone, right, and you don't want to come out, it would be, you know, how do you phrase it, it would be really great if you just fucking came out, it would be really good if you were there, right, I think it would be great for us, you know, Should you interfere? Should you not interfere? A topic for another day. But you know what I mean? Some people just have these, you know, they can easily make their world very, very, very small, you know? Um, And should you, like, small to the point of, like, they don't leave the house, and then all of a sudden that's normal. Do you know what I mean? I don't know. Uh, Anyway, sure. Um, So, yeah, this is when um, someone outside is jive talking to Rocky. He's like, hey, Mick, hey, hey." I'm not doing a voice. I'm not doing the voice. He says, "Rocky, Mickey's looking for you, Jack." Um, powerful scene here where Mickey confronts Rocky, right? And he was like, "Cause you gotta been someone, and you fucking sold it off to some two-bit loan jerk. And I'm like, "This is fucking unreal." Like the whole fucking boxing gym comes to a standstill. They're all staring at Rock, right? Um, and um, yeah, Stallone rocks up to Creed's office. So was like, "Yeah, they want to. They, you know, Creed wants to talk to you. You know, they assume because he needs, he's in Philly, he needs a sparring partner, so he goes in there and he's like, you know." I'll just let you know, I'm uh, a good sparring partner. Uh, you know, I wouldn't throw any cheap punches neither. You know, I'm, I'm very much available. Like, he's real desperate for the money. You know what I mean? You know? And then he's like, no, no, Rack, he, he wants to fight you for the world title. And he's like, no. He just says, no. Like, there's so many. And this is the thing that maybe Robert Redford would have done different. And maybe Stallone, maybe there's elements of this that. that, that I think Stallone is an incredible actor in this, but it's the quietness that he does. It's the same thing that he does in his kind of. It's kind of like the stuff he doesn't do. It's just like fucking he's almost like fucking dead like he's fucking dead behind the eyes he's like you know in the same way it's like you know uh, Mickey says all this shit to him about doing you know wanting to be you know being a fucking loan shark you know and Rocky doesn't do that and he's dead behind the eyes and then you know um, and then what am I saying yeah, and then this guy in Apollo Creed's office is all like, you know, we want you to do, it. and he's like, no. And again, just dead behind the eyes. He's like, even when he's overwhelmed, he seems to just shut down. I love it. I think it's a great, great choice. Or just within the scope of what Stallone is able to do. Either way works for me, and I love it. Um, he eventually says yes, um, and then they're watching the conference on the TV. Rock's wearing a woolly jumper. Adrian's hands on his back. Adrian's hand is. Uh, Adrian's hand is on his back. Um, and like he looks genuinely elated when he goes like he goes on TV he's like yo Adrian it's me Rocky you know <laughs> like of all this like you know Apollo Creed's given this most eloquent you know I want to give a guy a chance you know I'm gonna hear on the birth of our nation like, yo Adrian it's me Rocky and I just think it's fucking unreal um Paulie is like proper abusive like he comes back in then around Christmas and he's properly abusive right he comes in he's like smashing shit with his fucking ba- I'm skipping ahead there's already bits here there's like a a bit where Rocky's like um you know punching the meat and stuff and that's a big iconic scene you know you've got the stairs and the music in this obviously the music in this is absolutely incredible and it is the biggest source of letting me know how I want to feel you know because this film is kind of understated like it doesn't really say love Polly or love Rocky you know it's all very complicated relationships and it's like you don't it just it shows it it's just fucking you're just watching it you're just watching the situation anyway sure um Pauly is proper abusive, like, asshole. I wrote here, they should have taken away his Oscar. Uh, Paulie. Asshole. In fact, I think all baddies should have their Oscars rescinded. Heath Ledger, get rid of his. Uh, Daniel Day-Lewis, get rid of his. No baddies, I think. That's the new world, 2021, what we need. No baddies. Take away all the baddies' Oscars, is what I think. Um. So Mickey comes to visit uh, and pitch himself as a manager. Um. And this is the thing, like, Mickey... Like I thought, Mickey was already on side, and that's the other thing about this. It's kind of complicated. You're like, if this film was made now, Adrian would be fucking um, Emma Stone or someone, you know. And I know Creed or whatever, you had Tessa Thompson, but you know what I mean. Like, you wouldn't have anyone looking like how Talia Shire does in the first scene, you know, like that with the bags and everything under her eyes. She's fucking incredible. Talia Shire is incredible. Like she plays a completely different character in this, and Godfather one's a completely different character, and the kind of like defeated. Kind of family person, you know, in Godfather 2. Like, Tally Shar's unreal. Oh, and fucking Godfather 3, she's like, unreal as well. Um, and But Mickey in this, you're like, I don't know if I can support this guy. Like, this guy wasn't on Rock's side from the very start. He's kind of getting in. Like, the loan Shark's actually arguably been nicer to him. Mickey kicked his shit out, you know. But Mickey's kind of like, he's kind of, he's treating, you realise he's treating Rocky the way he was treated, you know. Like, you know... Well actually no that's not true. Because cause he takes out a picture of him. And he's like yeah this was me Rock. He's a fucking. I can fucking go. I can fucking go Rock. You know. And like he looks like fucking Kid Mo. Like I realise. You know you rewatch stuff. And you're like oh my god. That's where the Simpsons got this whole thing from. Um, um, He seems very opportunistic though. You know by today's standards. You know. We would believe. You know he'd want to be this sage old wise man. But in this he's kind of like. Realises Rock's going for a title. And he's like I'll fucking manage you. You know. And you're like. He's, you know fucking. Trying to skim off the top here. Um. But the fucking... The, the monologue by Rocky here is amazing. Like, And he can't say it to Mickey's face. He's still intimidated. That's the thing. He's just got a fucking heart of gold. He's intimidated by everyone. He's intimidated by the Lone Shark. He's intimidated by Adrian at first. He's, you know... Kind of intimidated by Paulie a lot of times. Like, Polly kind of gets one over him. He's kind of like a bit shy... And kind of mutters under his breath to the barman... Who's kind of slagging off uh, Apollo Creed... You know, at the bar. He's intimidated by the, the reporter. He's intimidated by fucking Mickey. You know? And like... And it's just a great monologue of him being like, where's my fucking shot? Oh, where's my shot? I thought it was great. Mickey hears it on the stairs, leaves. Rocky then goes and says, actually, do you know what? Please, yeah, I do need your help. Um, then um, Rocky chases after him. Rocky's breaking the fucking eggs off the side of the glass. Do you know you're actually supposed to break them on a flat surface? Do you know that? You're meant to break them off the flat surface. <laughs> do you know that, did you? me contrarian i be contrarian you know it's supposed to be a, you get your shell in there he doesn't seem to matter though because he cracks six eggs and actually drinks it hard as nails man we did that on a scavenger hunt and Omar actually had to do that I didn't do that my cousin Omar um he goes out in his sweats the famous sweats um and he's run around uh and it looks great the stairs of the the art museum in Philly he's there he can barely make it up the stairs he's punching meat you know um He says he's celibate. He says he's got to be celibate for this thing. Mickey says women weaken legs, right? And I think that's still a thing. I don't know if there's any science to that. But you see UFC fighters doing it. I actually, I have it. And I, I think that the whole thing, like I do it to be perfectly honest. Like I try not to wank before a comedy gig, to be perfectly honest, you know? And I don't think that's real. I don't think that's real. But I'd probably be like, Terry, stop undressing me with your eyes. Stop trying to get your leg over. I'm playing a fucking, you know, I'm playing fucking cat laughs, you know, I'm playing the fucking Vodafone, I'm playing a sugar club, hopefully when all this lifts, spirit store in Dundalk, you know what I mean, fucking is in Leash. stop trying to ride me, I'm celibate for these couple of weeks, right, uh, if I want to have a good gig, and I wonder if that's where it came from, um, So while Rocky is training, Apollo is all chatting finance, you know? Like, he's kicking, beating, and this is all the body punch. And they keep saying, like, if you do that, you know, he's like, you're breaking the ribs. You're breaking the ribs of these cows, you know? And it's all fucking hard as nails. It's fucking unreal. Um, And the bloody fists and stuff that he pulls his hands away from just looks awesome. And it's, like, cold. You know, like, he's he's just fucking it's fucking Grecian and how he's trying to just suffer it's incredible then the music right and I thought this is the montage this is the proper montage and he's like running and he's fucking building up speeding the legs or knees up through his fucking chest and you think he's fucking we're breathing fucking fume and then she fucking runs up he's doing the fucking one-handed push-ups it's cut between that this is an incredible montage and given the hype of this montage, montage I thought it was going to be longer it's only about 60 seconds right I realise now I'm not going to be able to talk about Demolition, man. I'm going to save that for another week, right? I'm already talking too long. I shouldn't have brought up a fucking AI, right? <laughs> and that fucking ridiculous um, name drop corner. Um, but the fucking music, man. Like, I thought this montage was going to go on for like 15 minutes because it's so iconic. But anyway, gets to the... Um he, he he rocks up at the at the venue right it's a data fight and he's in there and he's just looking at everything he's looking at the scope of it he's looking at the fucking 40 foot tall painted Apollo Creed he looks over to the other side and sees a 40 foot painted Rocky Balboa but then he notices that Rocky's got the the wrong shorts and then I don't if he's a villain like he seems like a nice enough guy but then the guy who's like you know the kind of Don King you know Apollo Creed's booker it's like this white guy with a carnation in his like uh, his breast pocket and he's wearing these red leather gloves and he seems like a baddie right but he doesn't do anything bad he's just, you know a, you know, in- interesting style choice um, and he's like, hey, you know what I really wear white choice with a red 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 trim they're red shorts with white um, and the guy just ignores him right and he's like you're going to put on a great show Rock you know but Rocky's like, fucking, like, I'm trying to get some semblance of control here. Like, I'm trying to just get some control. Can you please change the poster? You know, like, this is, I'm so in over my depth. And it's like, fuck, Rocky is fucked, right? And the whole thing is... Um, and this is the thing, I, I just said it again. Like, the, another situation where Stallone... As I'm just looking at my notes and like, he says it again. Uh, Stallone just does so much with the kind of stillness. It's kind of like the opposite of Demolition Man, which I'll talk about another week, right? It's just like, he's intimidated... You know, he gets bad news, he gets overwhelmed. It's all the same kind of stillness and it's all this kind of bubbling, you know. But it's not even like, it's not anger. He's just, he just takes it. That's the thing, he just takes it. Like, in the same way, he's trying to go 15 rounds, right? That's the whole thing, you No, know? He's like, I'll another go 15 rounds another I'm not the bomb from Philly, you know. He's saying that to Adrian, you know. Um, or Pauly, I don't remember who he says it to, but it's not even about him. He's not like angry, you know, because he explodes when he doesn't, he explodes when someone says shit. You know, someone says shit about Adrian, you know, early on and he, and he freaks. It's not like he's, it's not like when Michael Corleone, you know, something happens to him. He sees his father's been shot and he can just see the fucking flames. Like it's almost like you can see a cross section and his head is on fire. Rock's not like that, right? He just kind of, he, just, he fucking takes it. This is a man who's been taking shit since the fucking day he was born. And again, um, they're at the fight anyway. Rocky walks out, they almost miss it no one even knows no one even mentions he's there he walks out Apollo comes out dressed as George Washington throwing cash dressed as the lads in Queer Eye in the latest season of Queer Eye when they're in Philly they're all dressed like this kind of three corner hat he's dressed like he dresses like George Washington and then immediately he has a completely different outfit and he's dressed like Uncle Sam and he's like I want you I want you Like he's selling the show he's selling America we love Apollo Creed um, Apollo Creed is preoccupied with his hair um, and Paulie is sitting next to some absolutely scorching bird. I don't know how he pulled this bird. Stay Paulie. Anyway, round one, right? Round one, it's like okay. And like Apollo's like treating it like it's a sparring session. He's like jab 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 jab. Like fucking stay over there. Like this is just I'm doing a kind of fancy footwork, Ali. Then Rock just fucking boo, uppercut, knocks him on his fucking ass. Apollo Creed's never been knocked down, right? Never been knocked down. First time forever, bitch. He's just been fucking knocked down. Um then at the end of the round, right? Rock's nose is fucking broken. Right? Apollo Creed's never been knocked down. Rock's nose has never been broken. He said 64 fights. never got my nose broken. Pretty proud of that. He says that to Adrian earlier on. Right? And he got his fucking nose broken. And then um, round two, you know, round one, Apollo comes back and like seriously fucking lays into him. Round two, Rock's more or less on top. Then it's kind of like a, a montage. Then it skips fucking 13 rounds, which I didn't really like. Right? I'd seen Creed. I have seen Creed. Right? um, I like the fact that he actually... I mean, get into the fight. Come on. You know what I mean? Like, the fight choreography is good. Just let me see it, you know? Stallone, I think, also did the fight choreography. Um, round 14, the music is swelling. Rocky is knocked down. Mickey says, Stay down, stay down. The music is getting bigger. The fucking fucking this this is when i get the fucking biggest reaction right now watching this rocky gets back up body shot body shot body shot boatload boat lads are absolutely fucking battered to stay at him rock is like cut me fucking cut me i can't see i can't see out there cut me which has also been parodied like a million times cut me cut me so he cuts his eye like i need to stop this fight i'll kill you and then he goes up and then part of the game plan this is what i want to see the game plan i love that film warrior right i love the warrior i don't even remember if the game plan was in that warrior with fucking tom hardy and your man another egerton great flick as good as this flick i'd say i'm getting ahead of myself um body shot body shot body shot and then like this is the whole plan and then it's like he's fucking laying it laying it laying it apollo saved by the bill and then apollo's like ain't gonna be no rematch i don't want no rematch right and then the music and it's like you know it's like the proper fucking music and like adrian and they're like they're saying who won and like it was a split decision and Rocky can't even hear it Rocky doesn't even hear the result he doesn't care all he wants to do is see Adrian and he's like I love you I love you too and he has his hand up what a flick what a flick I will say it's the last it is it is the fight it's the fight and the end that gets me right I could comfortably I might just watch the fight scene and the ending on fucking movie clips on YouTube for the foreseeable. Um, but what a flick, right? And but I will say this, right? It kind of... Well, see, this is why I like watching movies with my wife. Because she explains things to me and then I can steal her, her, her point of view, right? I had said after that, I was like, it kind of doesn't feel earned or gratified. Because I didn't think his life seemed that bad. Even a fucking loan shark gave him 500 quid before the fight. And was like. Hey, thanks Rock. I love you. Like it seems like a fucking legend. He seems like a nicer guy than Mickey. You know. He doesn't seem like his life is too bad. Right. But now after talking it out here to you now. And having a day to kind of percolate on it. Before I gave it a plunge. Um, it is the fact that he has just eaten so much shit. Punches included. And he can just show how much shit a guy can eat. That's it. You know, how fucking, how a guy can just keep fucking getting back up. That's what it's about. And I'm sure, you know, and it's a great flick. I'd love to talk about Demolition Man, but I realize now I've been talking for an hour and a half, right? And I haven't even edited this down. It's probably going to be a bit longer, sound cues included. But hey. If you like me talking about movies guess what i talk about movies over on my patreon i've also talked about my top emo tracks of all time i've talked about my favorite uh toys of all time i have talked about stories of some of the worst jobs i've ever had i've do regular q a's i can add you to my close friends group on instagram post things just for people on close friends and instagram if you think that's cool you think cool man If you think that's something you'd be interested in it's only a five or a month i'd love to have you on there at the moment there's probably over um just over 20 podcast that you can listen to right now if you pay a fiver so check that out if you don't like it you know to continue for a second month it's entirely up to you in the meantime thank you very much i'll be back next week for not only my review of demolition man what a life i live that i can just say that but also getting my tarot read tarot my friend is a tarot card reader i'm gonna ask her to put me in touch with the realm of the seed and i'm gonna get on here pull a fucking greener and let you know about the lady with the three cups I'm still here. Goodbye.